Hi. 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 My name is Aries Martin. Nikki Mixon. Maisha Hervey. David Steinberg. Erica Ruiz. Ian Schneider. Julie On. Sean Scott. Larice Gonzalez. Corey Jackson. I'm a landscape architect. Executive assistant to the director. Operations supervisor. Architectural assistant. Landscape manager. Analyst. Gardener. Government affairs manager. Architectural associate. Custodian of records. At San Francisco Public Works. And this is. This is. And this is my pride story. And this is my pride story. And this is my pride story. What does pride mean to you? Pride to me means that you get to celebrate your most authentic self. Love, acceptance, and empowerment. Being proud of you know who you are, being free to be who you are and celebrating that. Being comfortable with yourself, being happy with who you are, and being open um, to the world and to everyone around you. To be able to be yourself and not worry and not be scared in being yourself. And it also means celebrating the diversity of our community. And San Francisco, which is like, you know, a place where being out where your sexuality is accepted. So pride for me is just the opportunity to express that with people from around the world coming to San Francisco because it's so big here that, you know, we get a lot of visitors to the city and you meet new people and you see new faces and you get to enjoy pride that way. The ability for you to be recognized for who you are, whether you're part of the gay community, whether you're straight, regardless of what race you are, what religion you are, it's, it's people being accepting of who you are. I grew up in the Philippines where the country, the culture is not yet at a phase where it's easy to be open and admit your individuality. Just like with any cultural shift, it doesn't happen overnight. And I know it's moving towards that. But, you know, me growing up, I have people who are near and dear to my heart who struggled just being very honest about gender preference or their sexuality. So pride to me is being able to openly share who you are, what you feel, without worrying that you'll become an outcast. It means absolute freedom. And I really didn't understand what that meant until I moved to San Francisco and really had my first big pride. I was blown away about how big the event was. I've never seen anything like it, like coming from Detroit, Michigan, where in the black community being homosexual is very taboo and not accepted. And amongst like a lot of my peers, it were put out their home and, you know, a lot of stuff. So pride means being me completely unapologetically. I would say that it speaks to community. It speaks to togetherness. It speaks to inclusion. It's just this time of celebration, jubilation. Everyone's celebrating their identities. People, different types of people come together. People come here from other parts of the state and other parts of the world. And it's really a full reflection of what I think of as San Francisco values of, of love and acceptance. Where was your first Pride and what was that experience like? My first Pride was in San Francisco and I grew up in a small town, very sheltered. So 
my first pride was in my later 20s almost 30s um so it was overwhelming exciting um never saw so many people that were so diverse and so it was exciting to see that and also just felt kind of alive like i've been to a lot of different social events and so forth but it was a very different type of vibe it felt very empowering and just seeing people be themselves i was born and raised in the bay area so I heard that there were gay people around here and pride was definitely going on while I was growing up, but I had to move away before I came out and got to experience pride. So I went to college in Boston and after college, I got involved in the local community there. I actually worked for uh, the first openly gay city councilor in Boston and I started marching in pride. And then I went back to my journalism roots, which is what I studied and was very excited to see a group of journalists marching in pride. And it was a group called NLGJA, and they had signs that said, we're queer, we're here, we're on deadline. And I just thought that was fabulous. And eventually later, I, I ended up joining that group. And years and years later, I ended up being the national president. But I really enjoyed Boston Pride because it's obviously not as big as San Francisco. But I was involved in different groups, and so I marched in Pride, and then some years I would just start at the end and walk backwards to see all of the different contingents, and I would always run into people that, you know, sometimes it was the only time I saw them all year, but it was, it was like a really nice way of engaging with the community. I'm born and raised in San Francisco, so my first Pride was here in the Bay Area in San Francisco. I think I was in college uh, when I went for my first time by myself and I did the parade and went to Civic Center and hung out there at the end of it and also went to Dolores Park where a lot of people kind of end up at the end of the day. And I just remember kind of being out there and just like feeling so in awe of how many different people there are there all together at the same time, right? Like, I think we are very diverse in San Francisco, but during Pride, it's just like all concentrated. So it feels very powerful. I was born and raised in San Francisco. So my first Pride was in San Francisco, but it was when Pride had switched one year where the end of the parade was at the Embarcadero. One of my favorite parts of Pride actually is watching the performances. That was always something that I liked because I've actually had a few opportunities to actually perform on the big stage that they have down there and a few little stages as well. I used to do um, hip hop back in the 90s. So I was like one of the first out lesbian rappers in San Francisco. And then, so I performed by myself solo. And then I also performed with this all male group, but myself called Rainbow Flavor, which was a collective of gay rappers from around the Bay. So we used to perform around San Francisco, but we also had the opportunities to perform at Pride as well. My first Pride was in Detroit, Michigan, but my first big Pride event was San Francisco. I've never seen an event like this. An event here is the whole city partakes in it, like everywhere and everyone comes together, heterosexual, homosexual, whatever you are, you know, whatever your sexuality you identify with or whatever. Everyone comes together and I've never seen anything like that. 
to be honest, when Detroit finally started having gay pride, like in their downtown area, I was terrified because like it was not widely accepted. So it was a scary experience, but it was still letting you know that we're here and it's okay that we are the way we are. There's nothing wrong with us, you know. Pride 2004, my partner and I had just moved to the Dolores Park area and I wanted to check out the infamous Dyke March on Pink Saturday. And so I walked to the end of my street, at the women's building, and I was watching and, and doing some nice people watching. And next thing I knew, a group of people insisted that I come walk with them in the Dyke March. And I didn't realize that was even okay for a straight cis male to join the Dyke March. But, you know, I was invited and it was amazing seeing like all these smiling faces all around and just like this huge amount of positivity walking the streets of my neighborhood. And a few years later, I took part in the actual Pride Parade in support of my aunt who was working at the Human Rights Commission at the time and her uh, longtime partner or future wife. And there's nothing happier taking place throughout the city in these events. I don't know if I can pinpoint a single pride that was my first pride and I haven't been to that many to be honest but I do remember when I was in Long Beach I was down there for about nine years after graduating from college and uh, I went to Long Beach Pride with my partner and there was the the famous parade on Sunday morning that was on Ocean Boulevard and uh, I got really emotional because, and I'm getting emotional now because um, I saw parents who were marching in support of their children and they were Asian parents. And it was really emotional for me to see that because I didn't have that like supportive parents uh, at the time. So yeah, that was like really nice to see that. and it, it kind of um, gave me hope for my own family. I guess my first pride was the moment my son came out to me to let me know that he was part of the gay community. And the love and excitement and relief that I felt that he felt comfortable enough to actually tell me because I... There was part of me that I already knew, but I was respecting his pride, I guess, and what it meant to him and when he was going to be comfortable enough to tell me. And in that moment, I felt that this was a joyous moment to know that he was putting out to the world that he is who he is. And that was a real sense of pride for myself to be able to knowingly outly support him. Do you have a pride tradition? I think that my pride tradition would be just no matter what I'm doing, I'm spending it with my chosen family. Um, I think a lot of queer folks sometimes don't have a choice in that and they need to create their own family. And so if I'm just with my closest knit of people, like wherever we are, I know I'm going to have a good time. We typically like to go to Dolores Park, do the park thing, invite friends and family um, and our you know, pets and bring them. Just kind of get together and celebrate each other and just hang out and listen to music. I think that for me, my tradition is trying to gain awareness 
I, as a heterosexual black male who my earlier roots would be all black Baptist church. And I think that it's deep for me because, you know, early on in life, and I think I've seen a big change in even like the churches, churches that I've attended. Some of the messages the preachers may have said when I was a young teenager have definitely evolved over time. And I think that the awareness that I'm trying to speak of is, you know, I grew up with plenty of people that are part of this community in some form. And they grew up right next to me in the same church, hearing the same messages. So if there was ever a time to say whomever they are, are who they are. And I think that's really where I feel like the tradition for me is trying to just gain awareness. The more we interact with each other, the more we communicate with each other, the more we understand each other. I just think that's where I am in life in general. You know, I want that education. If we are different and you can kind of educate me on something and to make me better. How do you feel Public Works has supported the LGBT community and allies at the city and county of San Francisco? It's always been a very welcoming place. I've always felt like it was a nice place to just be yourself and not have to worry about anything. I've never felt that I needed to be not myself at work ever which I most definitely appreciate that because being yourself is most definitely a big part of your personality and who wants to cover that up. I love that we have our LGBTQIA group and I've only been part of it for the past couple of years, but every time there's a new member joining, that's always a great thing. I think Public Works does a really good job of honoring different traditions, cultural and identity driven traditions. And the fact that we have a pride committee, that we educate our staff and employees on um, relevant people throughout history, and then obviously flying the pride flag, I think really demonstrates that we are an agency that accepts all kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds. Really recently, we kind of had this whole thing about the pronouns, which for me was a little bit kind of made me nervous because that had never really come up for me before. And I sort of realized like it may have suppressed my own pronouns in the past and used she more out of convenience and felt that I kind of not as being non-binary that they them really resonated more with me and my identity. So it was really public works that kind of made me feel more comfortable to kind of come out in that sense to saying I do feel more comfortable using my they them pronouns when appropriate. And as a matter of fact, my name, Erica, although my legal name doesn't always feel like me or it hasn't for 40 something years. So now being able to sort of use a different name such as Aries and seeing the overwhelm mean amount of support that I'm getting from my coworkers and colleagues, that has been actually very uplifting and rewarding and empowering. How do you feel about how the transgender and drag communities have been treated lately? It makes me sad because just thinking that, oh, it's already 2023, we've been through so much. And you think that we've progressed and you think that, oh, we're already open-minded or there's been so many conversations about it, you would think we're more accepting and welcoming. And then you start hearing things that are being done to our friends just because of 
how they identify or how they want to express themselves or, you know, being drag or trans and they're treated that way. That's just heartbreaking. Sad, frustrating, disappointing, and infuriating. I think they're being treated quite horribly all around. It's like telling someone, don't breathe. You can survive without breathing, right? That's not true. Like, we can't control that. We are who we are. and We need to stop telling or controlling other people and just, like, start loving each other and being open-hearted, hearing each other out and having compassion for one another. I think it's awful. Coming up in a ballroom scene, I did... Um I have a close friendships with trans and as well as drag queens. Matter of fact, my best friend was a, a drag queen who passed away a few years ago. So I got to see firsthand just how awful he was treated, just when his family, the public. It's actually incredibly sad. It's really sad. Sorry. It's really sad because I have somebody in my family that is actually struggling whether to transition. And he's a kid and he doesn't have this like the support and he doesn't know he doesn't know what to do. I am not for anybody being treated in any sort of negative ways because of who they are. I even have learned from my, my daughter. My daughter is eight years old and there's a, a child in her class who identifies as a, another gender. And uh, I had no clue that second grade, like, and, but I'm saying, like, my daughter's educated me. Oh, like, oh, no, daddy, you can't, that's, that's not, I can't call him him or I, you know what I'm saying? Like, she corrected me and I was like, okay, baby, uh, respect. But um, ultimately, I think about at that age, right? You're already having a better understanding than people that are in their early to mid thirties, you know? So just being able to stay open-minded, trying to understand others. And I think that's really our best bet. I think the laws that are going into place around gender are based in fear and ignorance. And, you know, I wish that the experts were listened to by some of these states and municipalities that are passing these laws. But on a hopeful note, just like we saw with the marriage equality movement, I do think that, you know, as MLK said, the arc of history bends towards justice. So as aggravating as the current present climate can get, I do trust that the future will unfold in a more positive direction. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Snapshots. Snapshots. A Public Works. A Public Works. A Public Works podcast. Snapshots at Public Works podcast. Boom.